In Jesus' name we pray. Gracious Father, once again we praise you and thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of hearing from you as you prepare your word, prepare our hearts and our mind to receive your word as you want us to be. Lord, if there are any hindrances among us, Lord, to hearing your word, Lord, we take authority in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, rebuke them and releasing the ministering spirit to take control over our life. In Jesus' most exalted name we pray. Before we go to the Lord and message, I ask a choir to sing a song before that. Hallelujah. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. That is the vision and mission of every believer. Shall we all arise as we sing this song? We have a vision for this nation. We shall be for this life. We shall be angels in celebration. By faith we speak, welcome to this life. Where every knee shall bow and worship you, and every tongue that you are give us an open heaven, anoint our breath this day, and move your soul hand across this nation. We have a vision. We have a vision for this nation. We shall agree for this life. We talk with angels in celebration. By faith we speak, I will do this life. Take your seats. Though we celebrated the 30th anniversary, still it reminds us many things. Last month by this time, the first week, Soon after the celebration, we completed our celebration. The first week we heard about message from our pastor. Leslie, do not relax and let work of God to continue 
in spite of any situation after that followed by we heard messages about three messages the consequences of sin and the ministry of uh, sanctification and also remained steadfast in faith all are related to the 30th anniversary what we are celebrated even still now people are keep talking about it how was it and how it went well and keep thanking god and praising god for everything last week when pastor was preaching here in the beginning he said something he said his church back home was known for what prosperity he repeatedly said my church from back home is known for the church means it's a prosperity 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 do you have any doubt about it you are scared to say it <laughs> because you may you might think that i may catch you somewhere don't worry our god is a god of prosperity don't worry and at the same time i ask this question and i want that i, I want to apply the same question to you if the same question is asked you or if you go somewhere what do you say about the church pastor said that my church is known for prosperity what do you say about the church tell me <laughs> of course okay accepted you should know giving church pray praying church sending for the missionaries spirit filled loving loving the lord yes so whatever it is you heard it and it is from your heart from your understanding because you are the part of the church and wherever you go when you are asked which church you are belongs to you should be able to say what you what is the churches to you personally it may be different to differ to person to person but from your own warning understanding you know from your own experience what do you know about the church that's most important because you are the part of the church without you the church is not complete where is the church without with all of us it is called the church no one has missed out when we say about the prosperity prosperity has a different angles one people may say that is a, uh, the rich means uh, um, prosperity means they may say we are rich in many things maybe the resources and also people may count about uh, the the members some people may say it's a big church big church in what in uh, in finance and also with the numbers so i don't want to go all in detail but i want you to know what is your church is so the church is known for mission oriented church how many of you know it how many of you believe it very few not very encouraging but if you do not know you should know the church is a mission oriented church how many of you received the mission statement or uh, you are souvenir for this year how many of you received it how many of you have gone through the souvenir and it says about the mission statement and the vision statement you might be very much interested in looking for your pictures and if it is not there you might be disappointed you don't find time to go through it what is inside right be frank there is a mission statement there is a vision statement the church when it started the god has given the church a mission and it has a vision so i can say even when the all the facilitators and the guests came they asked me the question what is the success of the church about 30 years and very successfully god has led you with the different people different background different languages the different denomination we have many things behind us different but when when we came to inside the church 
we became one. We became one. We are one in everything because our God is one. Savior is one. Holy Spirit is one. Our faith is one. We are one love. We one faith and one understanding. So when they asked me, I said, this is all because of God's grace, first of all. All glory to God. Secondly, we have very handful of leaders in oneness and understanding. Very supportive. And uh, along with the members, of course, every leader, everyone has the part for the success. That's what I said. Thank God for that. So today, since we are still in the process or understanding, we are not come out of that 30th celebration. I want, if anybody is not aware of what is the mission, what is the vision, and how God fulfilled that are in the church. So one of the reasons I said is, God has given the church a mission. And the God is leading us with a vision. That is the success of the church. We are not walking as we think. So we are not, we are not unsure of what is going to happen behind or after. We know what we are doing. We know where we are going. Why? God is the one who leads us. Christ is the head of the church. We are his people. And he has given a vision before us. And he leads us. And he guides us. We are here to obey everything. So, today our message is the mission and the vision of the church. The mission and the vision of of the church. The mission statement describes who you are and what you do. Mission means who you are and what you do. Your vision statement describes your hope for the impact of what you do. Your vision statement describes your hope for what, hope for impact of what you do. We can find an example in the fourth chapter of Ephesians. St. Paul writings demonstrates that he always had the eye on the big picture. Even as he was encouraging the conversion and the spiritual growth of individuals. He was looking at the outcome of all the preachings and teachings and baptizing. That is, in Ephesians, he provides a summary of a mission and a vision of our overall church. Let us turn to Ephesians 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11, 12, and 13. Verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For 12. So these are all the gift to the church. For what? Verse 12. For equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So this will, so their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church as a body. That is the work. And the responsibility. Gift is given. And the mission is that. They are to equip the whole body. Verse 13. This will continue. Verse 13. Till we all come to the unity of faith. 
and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the of a stature of the fullness of Christ. That means, this will continue, the assignment will continue until we all come to such a unity in our faith, in our knowledge of God, the Son that will be yeah, mature in the Lord, measuring up of the full and complete standard of Christ. So, this is the vision. So, the mission is there. The gift is given to the church as a mission to equip you. So, the assignment for the leaders or the ministries and the when God has given to the church, they are to equip in fullness, in understanding and or to have the unity as the Lord comes, as at the end we are expected to be. In unity, in love, in understanding and with the knowledge as Christ-like. So the mission and the Matthew even, the church is given as the mission and the vision statement. The one of the scripture is, there are many. Matthew 28 verses 19 to 20. Matthew 28 verse 19 to 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What do you understand from this? This is what the call, the call as a great commission. When the church is trying to come up with a mission statement, this is it. This is what God has given to this church as well. Basically, our mission is to reach and to teach. This is our mission. Reach out the unreached, irrespective of the language, culture, whatever it is. Reaching the unreached is the mission. First, we are to reach the lost. Secondly, we are to teach the saved. Reaching the unreached is the mission. Teaching the saved one is the vision. With this, the church is functioning. Do you understand what I say? Our mission is to reach the people for Christ and teach the people to be a disciple of Christ, all else should resolve around this world. Now, we all can agree that, I think, but the vision of how we are doing this, unique in bed of life. We have many ministries. Outreach in the sense, Castles are open. Outreach. Victory night is open. Outreach. Ministries are there. And this commission is not only for the whole, even though it is for the whole church, it is for every individual. Because this word is given to his disciples. When you and me Accept that we are the, not only the children of God, we are the disciples of Christ. So this commission is for each and everybody. Not only for the selected people, those who are named as a missionary. When, before that, when I say that this church is a mission-oriented church, a yeah, missionary church, what are you and me? Whether you believe it or not, you accept it or not. We are the part of the church. When the church is a missionary church, you are the missionary. Without you, the church cannot be a missionary church. Accept it. Yeah. Say amen to that. Yeah. 
whether you are doing or actively or not actively that is up to you you are accountable individually but since you are the member of this church the church is a mission oriented church you are a missionary without you the task or the vision cannot be fulfilled amen in the old testaments in numbers 13 we know about how the lord said to moses what he said to moses and what how they accomplished the task let us turn to numbers 13 we may not be going to the whole scripture but i will read here and there because of the time and the lord said to moses send men to explore the land of canaan the land i am giving to israel 12 men or leaders from each tribe of israel were sent in numbers 13:17 to 20 when you read moses told the 12 spies to go spy out the land and the people there strong or weak few or many what kind of land do they live in it good or bad do their towns have walls or they unprotected how is the soil fertile or poor or then many trees enter the land boldly and bring back samples of the crops you see see the specification in details as god said this is the assignment this is the mission for the israelites god has given it is god given mission through moses to his people so they spied out the land they found grapes so large and heavy two men had to carry one cluster they spent 40 days spying out the land and brought back their report to report number 1 the 10 spies reported the land flows with milk and honey true but the people living there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large we even saw giants there and descendants of anak we felt like grasshoppers next to them and that is what we look like to them we can't go up against them they are stronger than we are the whole summary of 18 to 13 you can read out from your bible the second report caleb and joshua gave their report let's go once to take the land we can certainly conquer it that is verse 30 verse 30 from this passage or i wanted to mention three things that will help us to carry out god's mission for the vision of this church our primary mission is to carry on the work started by god in this church since past 30 years today till today we are continuing and those of you who do not catch up the vision or do not understand what it is let us see from this this portion of the scripture how we are going to apply on work or work together to fulfill the god's vision in concerning the church concerning you and me and concerning this land number 1 to seek and to save the lost and make disciples of all people and the language group to carry out god's mission in the coming years we need or in the future number one 
vision to see as God sees. We should have a vision to see as God sees. Not as we see. As, not as someone sees. Like God sees. How is it? There's ten spies. Look at the people of Canaan. From a human viewpoint. No way could they defeat James. Even though they had 600,000 fighting men. Relying on human effort and wisdom. They could not defeat the James in Canaan. They quickly forgot their history. Of how God had delivered them. Out of bondage in Egypt. Where they had been saved for 430 years. And they were asked to take a bold venture by taking God as is the word. The vision of God's miracle working power had faded from their lives, from their minds. They forgot everything after they seeing or are spying the land. In Numbers 13, 31 says, But the men who had gone out with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. In 33 they say, There, were, there we saw the giants, as we were like a grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. See, that is what the view of them as the human views. But what Caleb and Joshua seen, they declare God was with them. We can certainly do it. That is the God's way or God's view or looking at the enemy. That's what the 1336 says. They quoted, let us go up to once. And take positions. For we are well able to overcome it. Where there is. Bible says. In Proverbs 29 verse 18. Where there is no vision. People perish. When God is left out. Of our planning. The future does not look. Does look hopeless. Or I can say other way. So, what I want to say is, we, they, we all, uh, not only as a church, even when we come across later, each and every one should have a vision in our life, the plan and purpose. So, vision is seeing what is possible if God blesses. Jesus gives his vision and a mission to continue the work started while on earth, to seek and to save the lost. And make disciples of all language group. <clears throat> Jesus said. Whoever loses his life. For my sake will find it. When we lose ourselves in something. For bigger than ourselves. Name of Christ's work. We find ourselves over there. When we have God vision. We will be faithful in continuing to work as Jesus started. Jesus started his purposes in coming in. That is Luke 4.18 we read. His purpose is, the spirit, he says, The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has appointed me to preach good news to the poor, and he sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the downtrodden will be freed from their oppressors to carry out God's mission in the coming years. We need a vision to see as God sees. Secondly, we should have a faith to act. That's what happened. Without a vision, the ten spies did not have faith to act. They saw themselves as a tiny grasshoppers. 
because their lack of obedience they spent for 40 years of wandering in the desert all families of the 10 spies missed going to promised land only joshua and caleb and their families had the privilege of entering the land of canaan that all we know and as a local church we step forward with joshua and caleb and say we can do it can you say that can you do that all of you yes why and how it is only the grace of god the god we can carry out his mission always we used to say what is the always the christ is the head and he is our master and we are his servants his servants so the di- difference between the secular world world and the kingdom of god is this in the secular world always we are studying in our discipleship training classes in the secular world always the servant is expecting the orders from the master when whatever the master says the servant will do ready to do but in god's kingdom in the kingdom purposes when the assignment is given by the master the master himself will come down join with us to accomplish the work that is the secret of the in the kingdom of god so in this church whatever is god is doing it is not by the leaders alone it is god himself does the thing to accomplish it so we are very thankful and grateful to the faith what god has given the knowledge what god has given so in that way many ways the church is unique i can say and as i said the mission is given to reach the unreached ministers are there as i said and how do we teach them reaching them bringing them and teaching them how do we teach it once again castle is there to teach you friday is service is there to teach you and also discipleship training is there to nurture you in brief from the foundation to every level or four levels are there so this is how the church functions so you can see elaboratedly the mission is there and the vision is given and actively we make each and every one not just as a believer but each and every one who is sitting here will be a mighty servant of god not only in this church wherever you are you know one secret some of them those who left this country and they are in different countries still they are saying they said still they are saying bread of life is my church how many years later why they are proud of it we are not proud of it we thank god for that why the church bring them nurture them bring them as a as a as a effective servant in his kingdom whatever we learn it will be practiced elsewhere for the glory of god amen so with faith we focus upon the possibilities and not the problems with faith we put feet to vision and trust god to give the increase as we move forward fortified by the faith we will see god work miraculous of transforming of the life of many people many people those who are leaders here their lives are touched they accepted christ over here and they became a servant in this country as a leaders as well so i have to rush up now after 40 years of wandering joshua did have faith to act and he took god at his word by faith conquered the city of jericho god is calling the bread of life church to take a bold venture 
this year by having vision to see as God sees and by having faith to act. Faith is taking God as his word and acting accordingly. So the third reason is, view is, make the commitment to sacrifice. Make the commitment to sacrifice. A bold venture demands we trust God and give sacrificially to our time, our talents and our treasure. Remember it is easy. T-T-T. Easy to remember. What you are supposed to give? You have to give, commit, your commitment should be sacrificially. What are the three T's stands for? Your time first. You should be available. Secondly, your talents. Everyone is given talents. No one can say, I do not have. Anybody is there to say that you don't have any talents? Anybody? I want to see the precious hand. Nobody. Because you understood the gospel well. Yes? When Christ gave the talents the example, he gave one, five, ten. But no, none of them were. Every, everybody is given according to their abilities. So everyone is able, everyone is given the talents. Second is talent. Third, your treasure. TTT, don't forget it. Our motive to give our time, our talents and our tithes is not one of duty, but one of love. We count it privilege to invite people to come to the church and share it God's love. And we count it as a privilege to invest it in advancing God's kingdom through various ministries of the church. We give our tithes and offering out of the motive of love and not out of fear or guilt. Am I right? Whatever you invest here, simply you are investing in your back today. Do you know where it reaches? In China, somebody is having a Bible. Cambodia, somebody is having the Bible. Vietnam, somebody is there. London, UK is there. US is there. India is there. In Nigeria, a different part is there. People are hearing God's word, knowing God's word, coming into the God's kingdom. The kingdom of God is established. It is because of you. Amen? So, you may be no, not knowing. You are simply offering your, putting your offering into the bag. But you do not know. Somebody is somewhere hearing the word and coming to the Lord. Can we give a clap offering to our Lord? As an acceptance, it is a joy to us. Jesus said in Luke 12, 15, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. We demonstrate our vision and faith by our commitment to give sacrificially to our time, our talents, and our treasures. We have to conclude it somehow because of the time. God's mission to the church has to continue. The work he has started to seek and save the lost and make a disciples of all people groups. Let us be faithful in carrying out God's mission in the coming years by having a vision to see as God sees, as have faith to act and take God as his word and let's join with Joshua and Caleb team and to become a part of God's bold venture in the future. And as a conclusion, I want to say, so to conclude this, we may say that, yes, what I said is true, but few words. In Colossians 3, 2 says, 
Set your mind on things above, not on the things of on the earth. The question we must answer today is, do we, as a people of God, have a personal vision in our life? Do we have a vision, a personal vision as a child of God? Proverbs 29.18 once again, where there is no vision, people perish. Where there is, people will feel hopeless and we hope no control over their own life. But there are examples, but let me conclude with a few more words. We can't help how we can come to the world, but we can help how we live from this world. Without a vision, the people perish. Revelation 22.13 God said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. What does it mean? Just as Alpha is the beginning of the alphabets, so I am the author and the cause of all things. And just as the Omega is the end of the last, later of the alphabets, so am I the end of all things, the destroyer as well as the establisher of all things. In Isaiah, three scriptures saying the same thing. 41.4 Who has performed and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? I am the Lord. I am the first. And with the last, I am He. 44.6 says, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, and the Lord of hosts, I am the first, I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Finally, 48.12 says, Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, my called one, I am he, I am the first, I am also the last. The God who begin a good work in us, he will accomplish it. For the glory of God. The good work he has started. As an individual. And as a church. As he was faithful to us. In the past 30 years. He will be continually faithful to us. In the coming days as well. But it is all in our hand. How do we. Do we have a vision? How do we have the vision? And if it is. If we see the vision. As God sees. Yes, it is possible. And we should have the faith. We should grow in faith to develop that faith so that we can, God can accomplish the good thing what God has initiated in us. Shall we close our eyes? Let's prepare ourselves for this day. Just, just take a moment to thank God, for he is working in you and through you. He's asked a question today, and that is, do you have a personal vision? Do you understand the vision for the church? Just take a moment and talk to God. Appreciate that which God has done for you and for me. Let's not be as people who are blindly stumbling from one stop to the next. But let's be as people who have a clear vision, a clear focus, targeting that which God has put into our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Will you turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 
23 to 32. That's what we are going to read because it is now time for the Lord's table. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 23 to 32. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among, uh, among you, and many sleep. For if, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. For when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Now as we come to the Lord's table in just a few minutes, let us remember three levels of significance of what we have just read. And these are words we read month after month. But let's try to understand the significance of what we have just read. Number one, the past. We come remembering the purpose of Christ's sacrificial death on the cross and his subsequent victory over sin and death. Jesus did not die just for the sake of dying. Jesus hung on that cross so that you and I have life, that you and I have a future. And that's what we remember, the sacrifice, the sacrificial giving of Jesus Christ. Number two, the thing we remember is the present we reaffirm our continuing fellowship with Christ. Because every time we partake of the Lord's table, we are in fellowship with Christ. And so that's our present. And the third level of significance that we have is for the future. We await in faith the glorious return of our Lord Jesus Christ when we shall be united with our Savior forevermore. It's not that we are a hopeless generation. We live waiting for that wonderful day. And so as we prepare to come forward, remember the significance of the bread and the cup. The bread is symbolic of the body of, of Christ. And when we eat the bread at the Lord's table, we do it in remembrance of that sin, sinless body of Jesus that bore our sins on the cross. The cup is the Lord's, in the Lord's table is the blood of the Lamb of God that was shed for your salvation and mine. It's not wasted blood. It's blood that was shed for your salvation, for my salvation. And the Bible also tells us in the passage that we have just read that as we come to the Lord's table, we come with personal preparation. The Bible says, let a man examine himself. And therefore, let us now be in an attitude of prayer as we take a moment to examine ourselves. Ask yourself these questions. Am I taking the Lord's table in an unworthy manner? Am I partaking of the Lord's table with unconfessed sin? Am I taking the Lord's table as a ritual and not discerning what the Lord has done for me? Brother, sister, talk to God. Examine yourself. 
see yourself on the inside. Take a moment. Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for that which you have done for us. Father, we do not want to take casually your sacrificial death on the cross. Father, we remember every time, every day, every moment that our life today is assured of a tomorrow because of what you did yesterday, Lord. Father, we do not take that lightly, Lord. And Father, we are grateful, we are thankful that you have given us a hope for tomorrow. We thank you, Lord. Father, right now as we come as your body of Christ to partake of the bread and the cup, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you bless and sanctify the elements, Lord. The bread that we use and the wine that we are having, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you shall sanctify it. And as we partake of it, we will be reminded of your sacrificial death, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We give glory to you. Father, we pray for every person who's going to be partaking, Lord, of the Lord's table. We pray, Lord, that every person who comes here will, will, would have put away all sin, will not be coming in an unworthy manner, Lord Father, but will be prepared as they come forward understanding the sanctity of what you have done, Lord. We thank you, we praise you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, I'd like to inform you that the Lord's table is for those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his or her personal Lord and Savior and have obeyed him through the waters of, water, uh, through the waters of baptism. If you haven't done this, if you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you haven't gone through the waters of baptism, please abstain from coming for the Lord's table. Instead, please take this time to meditate on the Word of God. Find out what is it that we are saying about accepting the Lord Jesus Christ, obeying the Lord in the waters of baptism. So that when you do come, you come in a worthy manner. For those partaking of the Lord's table, the ushers will guide you as you come forward. And as you come forward, have an attitude of gratitude and partake of what the Lord has for you.
of worship to the servant king. There in the garden of tears, my heavy load he chose to bear. His heart with sorrow was torn. Yet not my will, but yours, he said. This is our God, the servant king. He calls us now to follow bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the servant king. Come see his hands and his feet. The scars that speak of sacrifice hands that flung stars into space to cruel name surrender this is our God the servant king he calls us on our feet please let's begin to appreciate God for the opportunity to partake of the bread that represent the flesh of Jesus of the wine that represent the blood of Jesus just go ahead and thank him for that grace to be part of this mystery the mystery of the communion. Appreciate God for what God has done for you this afternoon. Lord, we give you thanks, we give you praise. We give you thanks, we give you praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. There were a couple of mysterious meals in the Bible. And this is one of them. Elijah was in a state, a miserable state. He said, God, kill me. I don't know the state you are in right now. What you are telling God about your situation. But the Lord encouraged Elijah. He gave him a meal. Now, up to tomorrow, nobody knows the source of that meal. The Bible says, after he ate that meal, he went on the 40 days to the mountain of God with spiritual strength that no one can explain. I want to go to God. Lord, by this table I have written to eating today, this issue in my life, I receive grace to overcome. And I go with the strength of God to accomplish the purpose of God for my life. If it is an issue in your life, say, Lord, by this blood, this wine I've taken that represents your blood, this mysterious meal I've taken, I receive victory over this area of my life. If you have faith, it shall be unto you according to your faith. Say, Lord, this meal I have taken today, marks the end to this challenge in my life. It marks the end to this challenge in my life as to gain 
gave Elijah the strength. He was asking to die, but you gave him strength to go ahead and fulfill destiny. Lord, I receive a change in this area of my life. Jesus, I refuse to take your name for far. No, this change must come in the name of Jesus. Somebody's weak here. You are receiving strength. You are receiving supernatural strength to do that we God has ordained you to do. In the name of Jesus, Rako Pede, Hallow Sick Hat, Igrado Sick Habarute Sehadia. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I'd like to say, Lord, I go to this week with your power. I go to this week with your grace. Everything I lay my hands on this week shall prosper. Wherever I step this week, I receive favor before God. I receive favor before me. I think you are doing that. The Lord let this week be the best for me this year. Lord, make this week to be the week of change in all areas of my life. Probably this week a decision is going to be made concerning you. Let the decision be in my favor. In the name of Jesus. Let all God, godly, godly thing fall unto me in personal presence this week. In the name of Jesus. Order my step according to your will. In the name of Jesus. That I shall come back next week to come and give you glory. For the greatest you have done in my life. Thank you Holy Spirit. I believe it is done. And I agree with you. As you have poured your heart unto God. You are coming here next week to testify. In the name of Jesus. Everyone traveling this week. I decree safe trip in the name of Jesus. You shall take off safely and arrive your destination safely. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit. Wherever men will sit this week. To discuss your issue. The result shall be in your favor. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will move men in your favor this week. In the name of Jesus. I see sickness vanish completely out of your body. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Before we share the grace. If you have children between one day old to three years not yet in Friday school please give your name to Sister Teresa we want to take your name for the annual gift all people that have children between the age of one day two, three years not yet attending Friday school please put your name down with Sister Teresa or you can see me if you don't know Sister Teresa the Lord bless us in Jesus name let's share the grace together in fellowship with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Evangelism and glory, you are blessed in Jesus' name.